Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I distinctly remember a moment when I made my mother very sad. Now, before all you good southern mamas out there start throwing things at me, let me explain. It was the fall of 19... (coughs) And my family and I gathered in eastern Kentucky for a cousin's wedding. It was the first time I had seen my family since my mom dropped me off at college a few scant weeks earlier. The wedding was a lovely and boisterous affair, and after the groom got thrown into the pool, I decided that was my cue to leave. The drive back to campus would be several hours. So I hugged my mom and I said, and here's where I made my mistake, and being a six on the Enneagram, I regret what I said to this day. I hugged my mom and said, well, I should probably drive home now. Mom raised her eyebrow and said gently, but quite emphatically, that is not your home. Home is a complex concept. On one level, we think of home as the house where we fam- our family raised us or the town we grew up in. But home is so, so much more than that. When we move into a new house or apartment, the creature comforts hanging beloved pictures on the wall or unpacking grandma's quilt and laying it out on the bed, those things can make a place a home. If you move to a new town, when you finally discover your new favorite restaurant or a trustworthy tailor or a grocery store that stocks your favorite snacks, a town can begin to feel like home. A veteran shared with me after the 8 o'clock service this morning that when one veteran greets another, they often say, welcome home. And so with all of that weight around the word and concept of home, we hear today's second reading from the Revelation. See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. That passage reminds me of one of my absolute favorite passages in the entirety of the Bible from the book of Ruth. When Naomi urges her daughter-in-law Ruth, to leave her after her husband dies. But Ruth says, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Powerful and consequential words from the person who would turn out to be King David's great-grandmother. 
These passages reveal two very important and powerful concepts. That it's, that at its core, home is not a place or a building or our pile of stuff, but home is our people. Home is mamas and them. Home is where your children need a snuggle in the middle of the night. Home is trusted colleagues and esteemed classmates. Home is, as Billy Joel sings, home is just another word for you. And home is, especially on this All Saints Sunday, home is our sisters and brothers in Christ. We do a lot on All Saints. We celebrate the famous saints. We cherish the saints who have gone to their reward. We are called to be saints and we are named saints by the church. And we know that our home is among these fellow beloved crazy people. And that when life gets tough, we've got your back. But if that were not enough, our God too has made his home among us. Unlike the false gods of history or today, our God does not dwell apart from us. But by the miracle of the incarnation, God is with us, among us, and all around us. And that fact is not only a comfort and an inspiration, but it means that death is really defeated. When God makes his home with us, the heartache of this life will be made whole. We will be reunited with the saints who have gone before and on whose shoulders we now stand. And we will all live together in our forever home with God. Our home today may be complicated, broken, different than it once was, or far away. But because of the Jesus who became human, showed us the way even to death on a cross and kicked death's butt to the curb on Easter morning, our forever home will be one of joy and wholeness. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for we will be finally home. If you were in church last Sunday, you may have noted Will's pastoral reminder in his sermon that I attended a football game eight days ago. A few rows in front of me sat a man with several boys. They were cheering and ringing their bells and enjoying the day much more than I was. At some point, another person emerged from the crowd and sat with them. She appeared to be a student, and she appeared to be bright, confident, and comfortable with herself. All of the traits, I pray, my children will learn. She sat with the man for a while, laughing and cheering and telling stories. And then after several minutes, she got up, and she turned to the man and said, Daddy, I probably should go. They hugged, and she disappeared back into the crowd. And once she disappeared, 
The man rubbed his eyes for some reason and wiped something from his cheek. I will, someday, forget most about that game, but I will always remember that man and his child, for in those few minutes I was blessed to observe they were home. On this All Saints Sunday, think of home. Think of the places you have called home. Think of the people who share your home. Treasure the memory of those who are your home, but we don't see right now. Look around you and celebrate the abundance of the home all around us. And perhaps on this final day of the stewardship campaign, Perhaps you feel called to give back and give thanks for your home. I am very subtle. (laughs) And on this All Saints, may we be grateful for a God so loving, so generous, so miraculous that God chose to make God's home with us. And together, God and humanity and humanity as one, together we are all saints. And together, we are home. Amen.